I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode 76 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network, Sean St. Jacques back here with you guys for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Guys, I have to say, <laughs> this what the story I'm about to tell you to start the show off is very 2020. Before I get to it, though, hope you guys are doing well during the pandemic. Hopefully, we're getting closer to wide distribution of a vaccine. Last time I checked, um, Britain has already started with one. Um, and I believe that the United States uh, is close to, if not, they already have. You'll probably know this by the time this goes out, uh, approved a vaccine. Uh, the FDA has to still approve it. I, th- I think they might have already done it. I have to check, but hopefully we're getting closer to the end of this. Um, obviously, um, we're going to talk some Knicks on the show. We're going to get you ready for the preseason game coming up uh, later today as you're listening to the podcast. Knicks are playing the Pistons in the first preseason game. I'll get to why... Uh, I had a funny thing with that in just a second, and we'll we'll dive into what the NBA is going to look like, you know, because we've we've witnessed the bubble; it went really well, but now that the NBA is branching out, it's going to be just like every other sport. Travel will be involved; things will happen. So we will hopefully nothing too serious. So we'll have to get into that, and we'll dive into some of that later on in the show as well. We'll break down the Knicks roster, what we're looking for. Some roster moves have been made. We'll dive into some of those. Nothing too crazy. But we'll uh, keep keep you you know give you some updates on that and what the roster could look like when training camp ends. So we'll dive into some of that in a second. But first, uh, I'm getting ready for the show. <laughs> and and for those that have listened to the show for a while now, you guys know I go uh, recordings on Thursdays. Show gets released Fridays at 9 a.m. on PostingandToasting.com, uh, iTunes, and Twitter. So you guys can all. Uh, you can go to those outlets uh, to pick up the podcast every week. It'll be there for you um, every week at 9 a.m. So I'm recording a little bit later than I normally do because of what happened. I'm getting ready for my prep on Wednesday. And I, I, I should say I'm prepping for the show on Wednesday. I'm putting everything together, what I'm going to talk about. And, I, and I'm starting to realize it's a slow week. Not a ton going on in the NBA uh, that's new, you know, as far as you know, the, some of the sagas are just continuing on. The James Harden stuff continues to rumble on. And we might dive into that if we have a little bit of time at the end of the show. Again, you know, there's stuff that, you know, we still have a couple of shows until the start of the NBA season. So, you know, next week's show is probably not going to be. Um, well, I guess I'm debating right now. I'm debating whether or not to do the preview next week. Or the week after. I might do it next week because the first game is Tuesday. I think that's the plan. So 
Next Friday is probably going to be the big NBA preview spectacular where I give you my predictions. I'm going to go one through the end and then let you know in East and in the East and the West where I think the teams are going to finish. So I'm going to do that next week. That's kind of my, again, the plans are fluid right now. And then the week after that, we'll start breaking down some of the games. You know, we'll get into how the Knicks are looking, how the, how the league is looking in general, whether or not some stories come up as far as COVID cases and things like that. And we'll dive into some of the risks with that and, and how the NBA will deal with it later on in the show. But for this show, I'm thinking, all right, I can talk preseason, you know, what what guys to watch, you know, storylines to look out for. And then I started to look through, you know, the schedule and I made a reading error and I thought that, oh, the game's tonight, you know, the preseason game's tonight. So I'm going to rec- I'll record a little bit later. I'll record after the game. And this is me on Thursday. I'm thinking the game's tonight. I misread it. Or, or Google lied to me. I have to go back and check. Google might have actually misprinted the, the date. Um, regardless, that's why you got to double check this stuff. Even I'm, you know, uh, even even when you do something on Google, I don't mean like, you know, uh, because I, I made a mistake, it's a big deal. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, it's so easy to make a mistake nowadays. Uh, and it was so 2020, I'm about to start the recording, uh, or not start the recording, but I'm about to start prepping for the show. And then I realized, oh, wait, the game's tomorrow. So like I had, you know, so I'm thinking, should I talk about the game? Should I not? Should I wait? Uh, I thought I had to wait because the game was was going on. I could just watch the game and then we'll talk about it. But then the game is scheduled for tomorrow. So I had to readjust the entire show within a couple of hours. So anyway, we'll we'll start. We'll get to the NBA in a second. Uh, it's very, again, I feel like that, that story is very 2020 um, as far as where we're at right now. Luckily, the year's almost over. We're, we're a few weeks away now from 2021 hopefully simpler times happier times for everyone in america and around the world as well england has already started as i said to hand out their covid19 vaccine so great to see that um and hopefully it works and hopefully it starts to to make its way over to the u.s and and we can start have it working as well so we can you know get back to doing the things we love and get back to the people that we love as well so again we'll get to the to to the nba and the upcoming season and and some of the stuff that we have to look out for later on in the show as far as the knicks are concerned tomorrow's preseason game or the preseason game later tonight as you guys hear this is is interesting i i I don't remember the last preseason game uh that i was interested in this much as far as the knicks are concerned I, i feel like there's some Interesting player storylines. I mapped out some of this on the last show. I didn't dive too deep because I wanted to, you know, save it for this, really. Before we, you know, go deeper into certain players and certain storylines, there are a couple of news, newses, pieces of news and notes to get to first. Um, the first piece of news that the Knicks have waived Jacob Evans. This happened literally... Uh, about 24 hours before the podcast, um, before I recorded the podcast. So very recent news here. Um, the Knicks basically just got him. <laughs> so very odd, uh, move here, but it happens. It's a normal thing in the NBA. Um, Jacob Evans had barely done anything, uh, for the Knicks. He had obviously come over in the trade for Ed Davis, that the Knicks did with the Minnesota Timberwolves, obviously formerly coached by Tom Thibodeau. And the Knicks obviously got Omari Spellman, uh, a second round pick. 
and Jacob Evans, who was part of this deal as, excuse me, as well. And in the end, they cut him. You know, I, I think, uh, I think our site wrote something about it. A few other sites have, have looked into this. The consensus is this was not a big surprise. I, you know, pretty obvious. I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, Jacob Evans, you know, could have been part of this team. I think there was a, you know, a route in. He's a defensive player, a guy that could make somewhat of an impact on the defensive end. However, offensively, very much a mediocre NBA player, if anything. I think the Warriors took him a couple of years ago. He was a guy out of Cincinnati that had some upside, a guy that had a little bit to him coming out of college, a pretty solid college player that definitely was worth uh, a mid, uh, I should say a late to a late first, early second round look in that 2018 draft from memory. Uh, as far as, you know, thinking about it off the top of my head from that 2018 draft, but you know, for what the Knicks need, you know, I could see why they would quickly pull the trigger here and, and wave him, you know, move on from Jacob Evans, uh, for, for now, obviously now, when you look at the Knicks roster, uh, last time, uh, at least at the time of recording, 15 guaranteed contracts available. Uh, our guys at the site, I think Alex Wolf wrote this article, uh, and I saw this a few other places as well, and it's worth mentioning. You know, the Knicks are down to 15 guaranteed contracts, and, you know, a couple guys that you look at right now that the Knicks, uh, you know, seem to be interested in, in keeping, we'll have to see, but right now you look at Michael Kidd Gilchrist, you know, Miles Powell, guys like that that are on the fringe, you know, Jared Harper, Theo Pinson is kind of on the edge, I would say, at the moment as well. Iggy Brazdakis could be a guy that's on the fringe of this team at the moment as well. Obviously, the two-way contracts thing has to be figured out. You know, the last spots on the roster have to be figured out as well. And it kind of leads me into, you know, where we're looking at, you know, going into this first game. Real quick, though, uh, the Knicks did sign uh, Scala BCA, formerly of Kentucky, formerly of, I believe, the Sacramento Kings uh, and the Portland Trailblazers. So this is a guy that, again, has some length. Uh, The Kentucky connection is probably a big reason uh, why he is with the Knicks. Obviously, the Knicks bench has some connections to Kentucky, 6'10", 235, has not exactly shattered the NBA since coming in um, in 2016. I think he was a first-round pick as well out of Kentucky. Uh, let me double-check on that. Yeah, he was actually he was picked where Jacob Evans was just two years before that in 2016, 28th overall uh, by the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, to be fair, you know, it hasn't exactly gone uh, the way some thought. You know, he was a... Um, a decent college player. I think Coach Cal was a little underwhelmed by what he could bring to the table. Still got him in as a first-round pick. He had some upside coming out of college, no question. Many thought he was raw. I think that was probably the word I heard the most around Scala BCA coming out of college. Just a raw talent needs to be nurtured, you know, brought up through the system. Hasn't exactly panned out. He's still young, you know, still a younger player. But you'll have to see what happens, you know, as far as what the Knicks decide to do with him moving forward. He feels like a guy to make up the numbers to me when you first, when you look at what the Knicks need and what's currently on the roster, especially now that Michael Kidd Gilchrist could possibly be in the fold moving forward. And, and, you know, some are mentioning that Iggy Brozdakis could be the next to go. Who knows? You know, we don't know that for a fact, but Scala BCA doesn't feel like a guy long-term that's going to be part of this roster. So it's a minor move in the grand scheme. 
But when you're looking at the Knicks moving forward, right, the, the main storylines for this preseason game that we'll watch later on tonight, um, or maybe you've already watched it depending on when you listen to the podcast every week, but Iggy Brasdakis is certainly high up on the list. We want to see him play. Um, and again, we're, let's, we'll start with the fringe guys first, right? We want to see Iggy Brasdakis, but we want to see Miles Powell. You know, we want to see Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. We want to see some of the younger guys. Obviously, we want to see the draft picks. We want to see what Emmanuel quickly is going to look like. Good stuff coming out from him so far in training camp. A lot of the players are ooing and eyeing over Obi Toppin. Uh, the, my two favorite tweets about Obi Toppin this week were A, uh, you know, players goo and gagaing over him in the media, how good he's been in training camp and, and already the dedication he's showing. Great start for him. And then the fact that uh, Austin Austin Rivers tweeted out that uh, that Obi Toppin prefers Burger King over Chick-fil-A, which, by the way, um, to be fair to Austin Rivers, sacrilege. Uh, but I love that he tweeted that out because, you know, Austin Rivers is expected to be a leader on the team. He's already bonding with the high pick, the high-ranked you know, talent coming in already a good sign that there's some camaraderie being developed between two of the newer guys on the team and a guy that's obviously new to the NBA. So I enjoyed that, that, you know, that riffing on Twitter. However, Obi, let's get you some Chick-fil-A, man. Come on. Holy bleep. Chick-fil-A and Burger King. As Drake once said, there's levels to this. And is that what Drake, I'm, I'm bad with rap lyrics. Don't, it, it, you know what? You can at me on that one. I will give you permission to take shots at me for, for messing that up if I did. Regardless, there are levels to this. Chick-fil-A is 10 tiers higher than Burger King. Listen, everyone grew up with Burger King, right? And I'm going to take this term because it needs to be taken, right? For those that came here hoping that it was going to be Nick's for 40 minutes, we need to take a detour here, down the drive through lane here, and straighten some things out. Um, <laughs> Burger King was great as a kid. I've had Burger King as an adult, but I, first of all, right, the burger at Burger King, it's not what it was when we were kids, man. It's not, it's not on the same level. There's better burger joints out there. Listen, the chicken sandwich from Burger King is solid, but if we're comparing it to Chick-fil-A, and again, there's there's off the field concerns with Chick Fil A. We can all agree on that. I'm not. We're not. You know, if you want to talk about morality, we can have a different conversation about Chick Fil A. But if we're talking about the food, that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the food. Chick Fil A is major league, and Burger King is a fringe, minor league, food place right now. If we're talking fast food, like. I, one of the things I've done during the pandemic are tier lists, right? A fast food tier list, Burger King gets no higher than a B. No higher than a B. But if we're talking Chick-fil-A, it's S rank. It's the top of the food chain, literally, in this discussion. Burger King has no right to be in that conversation anymore. It used to be. It used to be. Not anymore. It's the Dallas Cowboys of the food fast food industry they used to be at the top they were one of the best every once in a while people would say they are the best but it is 2020 my friends and Dak Prescott's hurt the Whopper is hurt right now you know what I mean not enough onion rings not enough Ezekiel Elliott's 
to pull it out of the fire for good old BK. I'll tell you what, not enough. That chicken sandwich is good, man, but the chicken nuggets? Oy, work needs to be done. Chick-fil-A's chicken nuggets? Yo, the best in the game. And the Chick-fil-A sauce? End of discussion. Here's the thing. As, 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 as much as this is tongue-in-cheek, the Chick-fil-A sauce is no joke. If Obi Toppin has not had the Chick-fil-A sauce, then we can't have this... You have to have it before we have this discussion. Anyway, that's my two cents on this Chick-fil-A, Burger King debate that Obi Toppin seems to be on the wrong side of here. But everything else, he's stepped in the right direction. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's this... It's this I just had to, it was one of my favorite tweets of the week. I had to mention it. It was something fun around the Knicks. Give me this one. Give me the, <laughs> give me this one to throw out there and chat about. Um, but yeah, anyway, getting back to what we're, what you're all here for. And listen, if you guys want to talk about this, so I've said this before, this is a place to do that. You know, especially on weeks like this where we're, you know, no games have happened yet. We don't have as much to talk about this week. This is where this stuff comes up. Let me know what you guys think about the fast food game. Who has been tickling your fancy? You know, which fast food chain are you backing? I'm in on this debate. Are you on the OB Toppin side of this? Are you on the right side of this? The the me and everyone else in America side of this? Let me know what you think. Or, or is McDonald's your thing? Are you a Shake Shack guy? Do I have my West Coast in and out people showing up? We can have this discussion. You know, my South, my Southerners, Steak and Shake, I've been there. It's in this discussion. Do you want to bring, hey, I'm here for it. Let me know in the comments or on Twitter at SJ7. It's what I'm here for. It's 2020. It's what I'm here for. Getting back to the Knicks, because I get, listen, I could talk about this all day. People that are friends with me know with, with these debates, I could go on for hours, but we got to get back to the Knicks here. So as far as the pre- Enough of the jokes. All right, let's get down to business. Three main storylines for me as far as the preseason, right? Getting back on track. I think you look at the fringe guys, right? Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Miles Powell, Jared Harper maybe in that discussion, Iggy Brozdakis, right? And and a few others. There's there's a few, I mean, I guess Scalabca is, is somewhat now in that conversation when you look at the Knicks roster at the moment. Uh, I look a little bit further down the roster. Theo Pinson is certainly in this discussion, as well. Amari Spellman. You know, we'll see some from some guys and maybe not some from others, right? The veterans, you know, we want to see maybe a little bit of Reggie Bullock. Alec Burks is not, you know, one of the sexier guys. I like to, you know, Nerlens Noel piques my interest. I, I like to see what he brings to the table. You know, Alfred Payton, it, it falls into that category. And then the returning guys. You know, what what does Kevin Knox look like? Kevin Knox has been getting rave reviews for his conditioning. Tom Thibodeau loves where he's at. That makes me excited to watch him play in this preseason game against the Detroit Pistons. It, it makes me very, very interested. It makes me excited about potentially what he could be. You know, it, it, it makes me think, hey, maybe he's going to be a little bit more serious now that Tibbs is involved. A, a man can dream right? (laughs) I can dream about how this could potentially work out. Then we look at the new additions, the, the, the draft picks. 
the guy I, I, like like you, right? And again, to be fair, like we're not going to see Austin Rivers tomorrow. I believe he's got a groin injury. We're not going to see him, so we can't include him in this discussion. But you know, Mitchell Robinson, by the way, another guy we we were looking forward to seeing. And as I mentioned on the last podcast as well, the point guard situation: Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina, Alfred Payton. Those are guys that we're looking forward to seeing tomorrow or as you're listening to this podcast, right? The fringe guys, I mentioned them. Harper, Brozdakis, Kid Gilchrist, Miles Powell, Theo Pinson, Omari Spellman. Those guys, right? And then the main attraction, the new cars, the draft picks. We open up the garage and flying out of the gates is an OB top. Ooh. Pistons flaring in Detroit on the opposite side. And it's Obi to the rim for a dunk. Or it's the quickness himself. Emmanuel quickly getting off to a good start. I I have to say, I'm arguably more excited about watching Emmanuel quickly than I am about Obi Toppin. That might be sacrilege to say. I'm I'm really intrigued to see what Emmanuel quickly looks like in a Knicks uniform. I'm excited for that first game for him. I really am. Obviously, you know, I'm biased. I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing some minutes from Miles Powell. And hopefully he gives you guys a little bit of a of a of a peek behind the curtain is what he can bring to the table, potentially as a New York Nick moving forward. Be a really big thing. Because he could he's his potential could really help the Knicks out moving forward. You know, those are the kind of guys I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow night. No question about it. So I, I, the, the Burger King thing took me a little over my time here. So I'm going <laughs> to, that's so funny. I'm going to take a break here. Uh, less fast food chat, more Knicks talk after the break. And then we'll dive into some NBA stuff coming up next on the shock shock Knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's dive back into the Knicks uh, stuff. We'll get a little bit more of the Knicks preseason stuff in as we're about to get ready to take on Detroit. And then we'll we'll get into the NBA situation. I do have a couple of things I do want to talk about, some, some things that I, I'd like to discuss surrounding that as well moving forward. Um, listen, the Knicks are going to be back on the court. I, I, I'm, dare I say it, and I said it earlier on in the show, but it's worth repeating. I don't know if I've been this excited for a Knicks preseason game in a long time. I can't remember the last time that I was this excited to watch the Knicks play a basketball game. 
It's been a while. It's been multiple years. You know, we get false hope sometimes as Knicks fans, and it's always great when a new season comes around, even though we know it's going to be bad sometimes, and and things like that. But with Toppin, with Quickly, Powell, Thibodeau, I'm excited. I'm excited. Barrett, second year on, with, with R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, hopefully improving. You know, what's Kevin Knox going to look like? I'm more intrigued than ever now about, about what he could do potentially under under Tom Thibodeau. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Listen, you know, we, we heard some positive things about Julius Randle that was expected. I think we were expected to hear that, that, that Tibbs is impressed with where Julius Randle is at. It's a good thing to hear, right? You know, Tibbs is coming at this with a fresh pair of eyes, right? That's why we're seeing some wheeling and dealing going on, you know? He's coming at all of this with a fresh set of eyes and, and looking around and seeing what he likes, what he doesn't like. That's going to be what this preseason's about. The fact that he comes in and he's impressed with Julius Randle, especially because of how many years are left on his contract, is a good thing. It's a good thing to hear as a Nick fan. So I, I'm excited about it. You know, Tibbs said it earlier in the week about, you know, we got to evaluate. We're going to throw some different guys out there, different matchups, different lineups. But he's been impressed with Toppin and Quickly. He's been impressed with Knox and Randall. And then, you know, we're going to have to see, you know, how the rest of the team develops, right? The starting lineup, you know, could be very interesting. You know, we won't see Austin Rivers. But we could see multiple guards in that lineup. We could see Nilakina and Peyton with Barrett, Robinson, and Randall. Potentially is a starting lineup on Friday. Or later today if you're listening on Friday. Like most of you will be. So it's interesting, right? I, I'm intrigued. I Maybe, you know, maybe it's it's falsely placed, this this excitement. But I, I have to say, you know, with who's gonna who we're going to see out there with, with a little bit more talent added to the roster, with the Knicks having a good draft pretty solid free agency where they didn't take too many risks and with who they've added there's reason to be a little bit excited you know there's a reason to say hey i'm gonna watch tomorrow see what happens see what we've got you know and i I could tell you that i did not feel that way about it last year even though we had rj barrett added to the roster i wasn't as excited as i am right now you know i i i because we added two guys, and right, and for me, you know, a third guy that not only that I've, you know, had uh, the chance to interview and, and interact with and, and watch as a fan in college in Miles Powell, but a guy that could help the Knicks, you know, that's that's the number one thing as a Knicks fan as well as a Seton Hall alum and fan. So it's exciting stuff, you know, and that leads to optimism, and the optimism leads to hope, and the hope who knows, could lead to some results. And that's the plan, right? You keep adding talent and more results come. The hope is that the Knicks finish a little bit higher than they did last year. And best case scenario, maybe you're fighting for something in March and April. Who knows? Probably not, but you never know. We'll see. But for right now, you know, going into this game against the Pistons that you guys will be either know the score of or 
be watching potentially while you listen to this podcast, there's some good stuff to look out for right now. And I'm excited for next week's show because we'll know more about this team. And obviously next week's show is important for this show as well because it's a big NBA preview and the season will be less than a week away. We'll be diving back in and giving you guys some predictions here and previewing all the teams and, and uh, you know getting ready to ridicule me for my picks again for a second year running. But for now, you know, there's there's some hope here, some real hope, some something to look forward to this season. Guys that you want to watch. And, and, and for Knicks fans, that's that's the first step. Wanting to watch this team day in and day out play in the NBA. That's number one. And being happy about what you're seeing. And the fact that I think the Knicks have taken another step towards that is a big deal. It's a big deal. So I'm Obi, you know, I'm excited for quick. Give me some quickly. Give me a little MP for three little miles. Powell, you know, RJ Barrett, year two, Mitchell Robinson. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. And for you guys uh, later today, I'm excited for Friday, man. I'm excited for this game later on and, and we'll see how it goes. We will see how the Knicks do how some of these players fit and, and 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 what the evaluation process is going to look like over the next couple of of weeks as we get closer to the NBA season. And obviously with the roster moves, you know, Scalabca coming in, Jacob Evans uh getting waived, you know, things things could happen to change things, but also you want to see guys get solidified in their roles, you know, getting the time on the team and 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 we'll see how the roster kind of shapes up, you know, moving forward. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But for right now, there's some good stuff to look forward to. And, and we'll see, you know, what we're talking about next week with not only this preseason game, but a couple of preseason games and how the Knicks are looking going into opening night on December 22nd. Uh, uh, and when, you know, the NBA tips things off and we'll see how they, how they go from there going into the holidays and into 2021. All right. Nick talk, check. NBA talk now. We'll dive into the NBA side of things now on the show to wrap things up this week. And I, I've i gone back and forth on this. You know, it, it's, it's normal to do so just because I've seen the way other sports have done it. To be fair, you know, the NBA did so well with the bubble. You know, could they have a way to figure out how to do this well? You know, getting teams traveling around to their arenas with no fans you know, airline, you know, charter, uh, hotel and get it right and do well and minimize exposure and keep guys healthy, you know, off the COVID list, things like that. If any league can do it, it's the NBA, you know, but from what I've seen with, you know, some of the debacle with major league baseball, especially after the world series was over with Justin Turner, you know, with the way college football has been, you know, obviously there's more teams in college basketball, but Multiple teams. I mean, we're talking, you know, 40, 50 teams have already canceled games. Multiple games, you know, and some, some over, you know, multiple stretches, you know, some, some teams that I, that I've covered in the big East have already had two stints where they've canceled games this season. And teams have had to play a lot of games in short amounts of time to get them in, try to get as close to the threshold for making the NCAA tournament as possible, but also in case they can't play over a certain period of time, right? So it can be a race against time in that regard, which is what I worry about a little bit uh, with the NBA 
Um, I look at the NFL. It's not been pretty at times. The Baltimore Ravens are probably the best example of that. Having, you know, a lot of cases and being worn down by COVID and not being able to field a good team. You know, the Denver Broncos had a week where they could not play a quarterback because all three of their guys had COVID and they played a guy that, that had never played in the NFL before and they got spanked. So a lot of that's on the table for the NBA because less amount, lesser amount of guys on each roster. So any COVID uh, positive hits a lot harder on an NBA roster than it would on an NFL or an MLB roster. That's the bottom line. It, it's it, You have less margin for error here because there's less guys on each team. So one loss is like losing five NFL players. It's a big deal. So, but I trust Adam Silver more than any other of the commissioners put together in major pro sports in the United States of America. I mean, that. I, and if you argue that, you're not paying attention. You know, with what's happened with Rob Manfred, not only with COVID, but with what, the way he's handled minor league baseball has just been atrocious. Has it been sparkling for Roger Goodell, to say the least? Um, although, again, the NFL has been better than MLB uh, for the most part. And then you look at the NHL, we'll have to... We'll have to see. To be fair to Gary Bettman, um, the trust, the distrust is not from this past season. To be fair, the bubble went really well. The Tampa Bay Lightning are your Stanley Cup champions, and they did pretty well. You know, the MLS, to be fair, since they've come back to this season, and now they're in the playoffs, MLS Cup is coming up. I think Columbus is playing Seattle, if memory serves, in MLS Cup. It's gone relatively well. The stars have shined in the playoffs. The games have been pretty good. And listen, I'm a guy that prefers, you guys know this, the Premier League. But it's gone relatively well for MLS. And you have to say that they deserve a lot of credit for how they've gone through. Because you know the start of the bubble that they had for MLS's back you know, wasn't great. They handled it in the bubble and it went well. The teams had to drop out at the beginning. But once they got into the bubble, it worked out. And since the season's restarted, it, it, it's gone relatively well. I think the commissioner has, has done a good job. So the NBA has good models to look at here. And, and in the end, you know, it's not about, you know, just putting together the right amount of protocols and, and keeping everything um, moving in the right direction as far as administer the, administering them and trying to keep the cases limited if, you know, uh, if you can. But the players have got to do their part like they did in the bubble. They've got to continue. And again, we had stories of guys leaving the bubble and and things like that. But in the end, there were no positive cases towards the end of the bubble at all. I think for about a good couple of months. So, actually, I can't remember the last time an NBA player was tested positive in the bubble. You know, it was more just, you know, they left the bubble. You know, now they, they can't come back in. Like, that was the frustration more than there was a positive test. So, that's big. You know, the NBA smashed it. They really did so well in the bubble. And now the bubble's gone. So now you, you, it's natural to be cautious here about what it's going to look like moving forward in the NBA. Because again, the to be fair, you know, it started with the NBA. Now, that, that's not to their, <laughs> not saying like you know, they, they uh, it was their fault that there was COVID. But what I am saying is that, you know, Rudy Gobert tested positive, didn't handle the situation well, 
and it spread amongst his teammates. Donovan Mitchell had to uh, quarantine, Rudy Gobert to quarantine, and the NBA did what they had to do. They had to shut down the season. And that's shutting down of the season, shut down sports, and then it ended up shutting down the country, right? What I'm saying is it's possible that that could happen again. And the NBA's got to take the proper protocols. The players have to do their part, like they did in the bubble, to limit as best they can these cases. And again, the good news is a vaccine is on the way. Whether or not it's going to work remains to be seen. We don't know. Hopefully it will. But protocols still have to be taken. There's still months left in this. You know, this pandemic is probably not going to be over. Likely, fully, right? Fully, until the end of this season, most likely. The way it's looking right now, we might not be fully out of lockdown, you know, out of a pandemic until the NBA season is over, most likely. If it's any time before that, it'd be I'd be jumping for joy, just like anybody would be. But for right now, we have to assume that the NBA is going to be dealing with this throughout the entirety of this very short 2020 part of it, but the 2020-2021 season. So it's it's something to keep an eye on. It's something we have to uh, to remember as the season goes on. It's going to be a part of it. You know, guys are going to miss games most likely. Coaches could miss games. That was, you know, one of the things early on in the college basketball season. Baylor, a team that's ranked second in the country, didn't have their head coach, Scott Drew, for almost two weeks because he tested positive. And they had to cancel multiple games. And now he's back. He's healthy. And Baylor looks like one of the best teams in the country. So those things could happen. Teams could miss games. We could get to a part of the season where one team, like like an MLB, one team has played 15 games and another team has played seven or eight games. It's possible that that happens. You know, we could be midway through the season and teams could have multiple games in hand that they haven't played you know 32 games for the golden state warriors 26 games for the cleveland cavaliers it's very possible and that's i'm just giving you those teams as an example it's possible that that happens so one thing that will likely happen it could it might not but it could kind of like we're seeing in college football i'm looking at you uh playoff committee changing the rules as we go where, you know, in that in the playoff system there, Ohio State, who can't get a game right now because of COVID problems in the Big Ten, could have the minimum games needed to play in a Big Ten championship game lowered for them because they're one of the best teams in the country and the Big Ten needs a representative in the college football playoff. Let me tell you something right now as I get into my college football coaching impression voice. So, will we see that in the NBA? You know, what's the minimum? Or is it we're getting them in at all costs like the NFL? Because they're pros, and if guys have to miss out, guys have to miss out, you got to bring in other players. I think the latter is more likely, I do. I think that it's more likely that the NBA gets all these games in. And if they have to, you know, field bad teams, you field bad teams. Kind of like we've seen with the Broncos and the Ravens in the NFL. And if it costs you, well, it's 2020, it costs you. You know? So it's one of those things. And and to be fair, you know, you also could have some knuckleheads, you know, that don't wear their masks and have to apologize like a Daniel Jones did with the Giants, a team that I root for, you know, not going out with a mask on. I mean, you got to You got to follow the protocols, man. What are you doing? You know, that kind of a thing. 
So it's one of those things where you've got to be uh, as accountable, if not more accountable than, than, than you were in the bubble if you're the NBA. But I come back to this, right? I'm as confident in the NBA as I am in, in anybody in sports to get this right. If anyone's going to figure out the right way to do this and limit the issues, it's Adam Silver. He's proven it time and time again and has stepped up to the plate for the NBA since he's been the commissioner. I can't think of many times where I've been uh, not too pleased with what Adam Silver's done. There's been a few. The NBA in China fiasco is partially on him. That that He takes a big, a big uh, piece of the blame for that. But when you look at the league as a whole and where the league has been at and what he's done for the league since he's come in and taken over for David Stern, he's been the best commissioner in sports by a country mile. And he's done a fantastic job for the NBA. And he's already, you know, battled through a lot of this pandemic and, and come out stronger on the other side of it with this league. He's helped with the racial injustice fight that continues in this country and bringing more awareness to it. And that was one of the best parts of the bubble was seeing the players and the coaches and the teams getting involved with that. And that will continue, hopefully, moving forward. It's needed. You know, I think it really helped, uh, you know, get more people to the polls for the election. You know, whether you're happy or not happy with the result, the fact that more people voted is a huge deal in this country. And, and I think that the NBA has something, uh, you know, can, can take some pride in helping with that, especially in, in poorer communities. That, you know might not have thought about voting in this election, but their voice needs to be heard. They're in this country. You know, they need to have a voice. So it, it, it's all, you know, Adam Silver deserves a big chunk of the credit for that. It's his league. He oversees it and he's helped make these things happen. And now hopefully moving forward, we can have a safe NBA season where the players are healthy. And, and who knows, maybe by the end of it, we're seeing some fans in the playoffs. Who knows? It could happen. We're seeing fans overseas going back to games in england the premier league has had fans at games this past these past couple of weeks in in the premier league and in the champions league in england home games have had 2000 fans at them and they've been making some noise let me tell you as a liverpool supporter seeing liverpool fans on the cop at anfield has been uh, so amazing to watch and i just want to see that come back as quickly as possible to the united states so we'll see what happens, you know, moving forward. It's it's one of those things where it's still day by day. You know, we've hit new records over the last couple of weeks for cases and deaths in this country. But hopefully we can come out on the end of this stronger. And who knows, maybe the NBA Finals will have fans at it. I think that'd be a heck of a goal to set. And if the, if the NBA can, if anyone can do it, it's the NBA. But if the NBA pulls that off, that's a heck of a feather to be put in the cap of Adam Silver and the NBA. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. Guys, thank you so much, as always, for listening to the podcast. You guys have been so supportive. We've been doing this podcast now for a, uh, about a year and a half. I have to, I, I don't remember exactly when the first podcast was posted. Actually, I can check that real quick, uh, if, if anyone cares. Um, <laughs> I can double-check that uh, really quickly for you guys. But we've been doing this show for a while. And as I check now, July 1st of 2019 was when the first show went up. And you guys have been loyal ever since. And I, you, you guys deserve a ton of credit. 
for keeping this show going, for taking an interest in the show. Uh, This is show 76, and you guys have been here week in and week out. Hundreds of thousands of you now have listened. I can't believe I'm even saying that. It's so cool that you guys have taken an interest in the show week in and week out. Thank you to you guys. Guys, stay safe out there. Continue to stay safe. I know uh, the temptations are out there. Stay safe. Stay isolated. If you have to keep going to work, God bless you for doing that. Um, and, and stay as safe as you can while you're at your job. And look forward to some Knicks basketball. I can't believe I'm saying that. But we finally can say that a little bit. We can have a little bit of uh, legitimacy saying that. And we're actually looking forward to watching the Knicks play. Hopefully you guys enjoy the preseason game. We'll break that down next week. We'll also get our full NBA preview and predictions in the bank next week. I'll break it down. You guys can hold me accountable at the end of the season. We'll get those in next week. Until then, have a great week. I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.